when patience isn't virtue. You need to know what, when to rip the band-aid off. In today's episode, we're going to cook today, family. We're going to talk about knowing your audience in project management, when to rip or excuse me, tear the Band-Aid off. If you're new to the channel, I have an eight-point framework. In these eight points, my goal, my job here is to be able to unpack today's episode. I have a quick quote for you by Chris Williams. It says, "When you when, what separates people is not skill, it's the patience in acquiring the skill and rate in retaining the skill. If you're new here, also to family, I go by the name of ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. We're not going to make it complicated. That just simply means it. Let's jump into point number one. Point number one, negotiate and compromise when necessary. See, back in 1974, Burger King got really intelligent. Guess what they did, family? They said, we're going to come up with a slogan. Their slogan was, have it your way. See, when you are in a, in a project, as a project manager, you have to be able to know when to compromise and negotiate. These are two different things. In my opinion, again, subject, you tell me if you disagree or agree, even if you disagree, I'd like to know what your thoughts are around negotiating and compromising, but being able to negotiate terms and find compromise so you can satisfy the stakeholders concerns while you're keeping the project on track. Let's move on to point number two. Point number two, align stakeholders' expectations with reality. Listen, a lot of times, family, we don't align, and that is our fault, family. I say it's our fault because what we need to do is focus on what is the expectation. I always, I heard this saying, it goes, frustration normally comes from the expect, expectation that one or many has had. So if I had a certain expectation that you were going to be here at a certain time and you didn't show up at that time, now I've become, frust now I've become frustrated. But if we have watched this family regular reviews and realigning our expectation through clear and honest communication, then that clears up the frustration that will come along with the expectation that I had. Hey, I really want to thank everyone who's taken the time to watch today's episode. Make sure you hit that, that make sure you hit the like button and subscribe for more insightful project management and personal development thoughts, as well as sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Again, family, your support truly means the world to me. Hey, matter of fact, won't you share, share this with other fellow project managers or people that are looking to get in the field? Let's move on to point number three. Cultivate relationships for long-term engagement. Listen, one of the things, one of my key takeaways that I even talk about in the book is being able to invest time either on a one-on-one, -on -one, I prefer one-on-one -on -one basis with your stakeholders to gauge their interests and, and concerns and build that rapport through, con through consistency and respectful interaction. Start learning more about that person, that stakeholder that you're wor uh, working with. When are their kids' birthday? When are they, when is their birthday? What are some of the things they like to do outside of work? What are you, basically their hobbies and interests so you can start developing that rapport. You may be shocked that you guys may have share the same hobby and and that could be a pathway where you can create, watch this family, common ground. So you want to be able to create common ground. And this is how you cultivate a relationship uh, with your stakeholders. Let's move on to point number four, knowing when to prioritize project needs 
over stakeholders. Listen, family, you have to draw that firm line. You have to be clear. You have to make sure that your communication is clear when uh, sometimes you may have to override a stakeholder's wants not their needs. See, the wants meaning this is where we start looking and unpacking scope creep or I'll, I'll, I'll step back and say when we start looking at gold plating, a customer didn't ask for you to put that brand new widget on top of this new, they didn't ask for that. We need to stick to the scope. What is the scope saying? Let's go back to our scope and look at our scope and being able to explain in a rational, in a rational way of why you're not going to be able to do or, or meet what their the stakeholders wants is. Let's move on to point number five. You know my favorite, proactively managing stakeholders' co uh, conflicts. I mentioned this on a, a previous video. Listen, family, you need to get in front of conflicts. You need to intervene early in conflicts and facilitate discussions to resolve issues before they escalate. I always say, do not sweep it under the rug. Do not hide it in a box. Do not put it on the side because if you don't, when you get down further, it may explode. It may even get worse than what it originally should have been. So I challenge you family is that when you identify, you know that there's that you see tension, pull that stakeholder aside or pull those stakeholders aside and set up a call and meet with them. If at first I always take this approach. If it's two stakeholders that are constantly going at it, I meet with one person to get their side of the story. Then I'll meet with the next one. And then I'll say, hey, if you guys are open to it, let's meet together collectively to figure out how we can solve this and collaborate together. Let's move on to point number six. Educate stakeholders about project process. See, a lot of times we get so caught up in um, just leading projects. We forgot what we came for. I know that's a Jay-Z line, but it's so honest though, family, because we need to have, watch this family, informational sessions. What does that look like, ED? Informational sessions or document, documentation sessions, however you want to label it, it allows us to educate the stakeholders about the project workflows, helping them understand the rationale behind decisions. Oh, that is key. Because when you're able to give them a reason why that particular decision is made, it gives them more of a comfortability to understand, okay, now I know why we're doing it. If you don't explain the why, sometimes you, well, I'm going to say the majority of the time, because if you don't explain the why to me, I don't know, I'm not going to want to follow you. I'm not going to want you to, to lead me because I feel like you're doing it intentionally. But if you have intentions, then it lets me know, okay, this is the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Let's move on to point number seven. Point number seven, develop a feedback loop. This right here. Oh, I did my cat again. But this right here, this is this is hot right here, family. The reason why it's hot is because you need to establish a system for regular feedback, such as surveys, such as interactive sessions, to understand your stakeholders' ongoing concerns and suggestions. One of the things that we used to do, and, and this is more for on-site, so I'll give you an on-site, uh, meaning working on-site as a project manager and working virtual as a project manager. So on-site, what we used to do with our stakeholders to make it anonymous, we would, I created a, a box and said, hey, put your, put your, um, some, what, I don't care, put your feedback, put your criticism or put your, 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 you know, suggestions in this box. Please do not put your name on it. Then what we would do is we would, when I, when I would have a meeting, I would pull this out of the box and boom, we would uh, talk about it. This way it opens up the conversation as it's almost like an icebreaker in a sense. And you know, sometimes you may be able to figure out 
who said it, but also it allows for, again, that open loop of dialogue, that open feedback loop, you know, in which you want to do, though, even though you have that open feedback loop, you want to be able to close it. Now, for a virtual standpoint, what we would, what I would do is I would meet with individuals uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And again, this is, this is dependent on how big your team is. If you have a big team, now I've had, you know, teams of 20, 30, 40, you know, people before. Uh, but if you have a small team, I say anywhere between 10 or 20, depending on your schedule. So there are a lot of variables, but this is what I, this is the approach I would take is meeting with one-on-one -on -one or meeting with the, that particular department and say, hey, give me some of your thoughts. But I prefer to meet one-on-one -on -one because I like to keep it anonymous. And I may switch some words around, but keeping the context of what they're saying the same because I want to be able to find out, you know, who will actually, you know, jump on board and maybe the suggestion that they may make may help this project move faster uh, still with and still keeping the integrity of the actual quality. Let's move on to the, the final point, point number eight, understand stakeholder communication preferences. I wish I could just say this over and over again. The reason why family is sometimes we get caught up in the ability to just always shoot out an email. I'm going to send out an email. Now, listen, you're looking, you're looking at someone that does believe documentation will always trump conversation. You don't like that one. Well, how about this one? Documentation will always beat conversation. The more detail you are, the more understanding that number one, you have of the project and number two, that the stakeholder has of the project. However, you have to pick and choose in your communication plan. This is why you, when you're building out your communication plan and you're working with your stakeholders, you need to ask them, hey, how would you guys like to, uh, how would you like uh, information sent to you? Would you like me to put everything in the, a SharePoint file? I mean, SharePoint site, excuse me, and send out a communication and say, hey, uh, this is what we talked about, but these are the notes. The notes will be located on the SharePoint site. Do you want us to, to create a channel through Teams? So there's so many different ways and you get that from your, your team because I'll give you a perfect example. There are some stakeholders and it, it may be more than what you, you think, get so many emails, especially if you're working with uh, executives or directors and above, like they get so many emails. So being able to find a sweet spot where Number one, they're going to pay attention to your, your correspondent. And number two, you're going to get the feedback that you need to be able to move that project along. Hey, family, I want to throw in a quick bonus for you because I really think this is another one that we, we don't want to miss as project managers is be transparent about risk and challenges. Now, listen. I know a lot of people don't like to have direct conversation. And when I mean being direct, having direct conversation is basically mean being direct about what is actually going on in the project. We have to know, um, we, I'm about to say, gotta know when to hold them. Okay, all right, anyway. But we, we gotta clearly communicate any risk or issues as soon as they're identified, along with a proposed mitigation strategy. Any challenges that come up, we have to have the courage, no matter what, how people are going to feel about it. We need to, this is what we're, this is what we came for. This is what we are hired for to be able to deliver this information and have a unbiased view. We don't care about the feelings when it comes to the challenges and the issues. Now, when I say we don't care about the feelings, let me give you more context. What I mean by that is family is, is that it is what it is. 
if we are falling behind, we need to have the courage to say, hey, we're falling behind in this project. And the reason why we're falling behind is because of this particular item and have the courage to be able to, to say that. And now, it's not about throwing somebody under the bus because if you've done your proper uh, due diligence when it comes to leading your project, you would have given the stakeholders who's holding you back a, enough time to say, hey, I'm gonna have to escalate this. Can you tell me what you're doing to fix this before I have to escalate this? So that's the reason why you want to create a proper relationship with your stakeholders because when you have to go to escalation, they're not gonna take it personal. They're gonna get, not gonna get emotional about it because they know that you've done everything possible that you could do before escalating this particular thing. I'll close with three with these, these closing remarks. Here's three points if you don't remember anything else in this video. The three points is, is this, family. Embrace proactive conflict resolution real quick having the ability to cultivate an environment where issues are resolved constructively ensuring that these moments become opportunities for a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and improving team dynamics point number two foster a culture of open feedback i can't stress that enough you see i'm balling up my fist because i just really want you guys to get this because the importance of being able to foster a culture of open feedback you create a safe zone when you have a safe zone then there's there's there as my granny would say there's no crooks in the cranny okay you don't like that one how about this there's no secrets behind closed doors everything is out in the open now we have an opportunity to fix it before it gets too late now we're being proactive versus reactive. And the last and final point here is strive for a balance between, and I'm always going to use this, of quality and speed. I've shared this before, being able to prioritize efficiency without compromising the quality of work. Hey family, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I go by the name of ED. Until next time, you know my slogan. I'm out.